Hello, and welcome to The Ringer NBA Show. This is After Party. It was two live videos that we did yesterday, one after the All-Star Reserve selections were announced, and one after the Cavs lost to the Spurs in what felt like their 300th loss in a row. It was myself, Chris Ryan, along with Justin Verrier, Kevin O'Connor, and then later on we had Haley O'Shaughnessy join us for the Cavs stuff. So we have two separate blocks here for you. We're talking about who Steph and LeBron should draft an all-star. We were talking about who got snubbed, who got lucky. And then with the Cavs Spurs, trades are on the way. As we recorded this, George Hill was still on the Kings, but by the time you hear it, he might be on the Cavs. We did a ton of trade deadline stuff, some fake trades. We talked about those wild Kawhi rumors that are probably just rumors, but are certainly fun to talk about. You may be wondering, I didn't know you guys went live after basketball games. Yes, we do. We do it not infrequently too. So make sure you have the Periscope notifications turned on for Ringer. Make sure you got those notifications turned on for Facebook. You can catch us when we go live to video from Ringer HQ. It was a lot of fun. So now check out this first section. It's Justin Barrier, Kevin O'Connor, and myself, Chris Ryan, talking about the NBA All-Star Reserve selections. And then later on, it's Haley O'Shaughnessy joining us to talk about the Cavs, the Spurs, and the NBA trade deadline. Welcome to the Ringer NBA After Party. My name is Chris Ryan. I am joined by the new Los Angelino, <laughs> Kevin O'Connor and Justin Verrier. And we're here to talk about NBA All-Star selections. They're currently going through them on TNT, but the names have been released. We're going to talk a little bit about snubs. And we're also going to do some mock drafting for, for uh, Steph Curry and LeBron James. We've got LeBron and Steph here. It's a big, <laughs> big get for the Ringer. So uh, I'm glad we were able to go live to Twitter on this. Let's just go quickly over the starters before we get to the reserves. We got Giannis, Durant, Harden, Kyrie, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, and DeMarcus Cousins of Long, of course, with LeBron and Steph. So mm-hmm. then we also have the reserves that have just been announced over the course of the last half hour. So Damian Lillard, much to his pleasure. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Kristaps Porzingis, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, Bradley Beal, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Al Horford, and John Wall just under the wire. Um, guys, let's talk a little bit about snubs first. Love Kevin, snubs. who's the first name that jumps out that is not here? Paul George. Yes. Probably one of the best defensive players in the league this season. Um, he's done the job offensively for Oklahoma City, and granted, they haven't met expectations as a team. Paul George, to me, he kind of epitomizes my disappointment with the fact that, despite the fact that we're having a draft in the league this year, right. we're still going with conferences when choosing the 12 best guys, when in my opinion, George is one of the 24 best guys sure. who should be in the game. Sure. Justin, anybody, is, you know, what do you think of the George thing, first of all? Yeah, George is the obvious one, I think, just because it seems like he's been better individually, but someone like Clay Thompson, it seems like he's riding off a of team success. Right. Feels like we're still, especially with the coaches, they want to look at this more collectively than guys who have been individually good. I, I was surprised that Victor Oladipo wasn't a starter. Uh, and so things like that, I think, Well, guys get down. seduced by good teams. I mean, this is the sure. thing. I mean, Zach and Bill were talking about this last week. They obviously use the quality of the team as, like, a huge thing in favor of an individual player. So we've got Paul George as a snub. You guys mentioned Clay Thompson might be there almost on reputation alone. What do you think is a big snub? 
Yeah, well, based on what I was just saying before, I think I also don't really care as much about guys who played an entire season up to this point. Uh If Steph Curry can make it with 15 games missed, why can't Chris Ball make it with 17 games missed? You look at the statistics. I think he's 25 or 23 and 5 when he's playing. (laughs) When Clint Capella, James Harden, and Chris Paul all play together, 18 and 0, and that's with two wins against the Warriors, two big wins. Yeah. Hashtag Ringer NBA. If you want to get involved in the discussion, you can ask us questions or send us your takes. I don't know if we had any more snubs. I mean, obviously, Lou Williams is, is, was a popular, weird, like, cult figure to come up in the last couple of weeks, part of this kind of quasi-Clippers revival uh, to get them to being mediocre, <laughs> right. I guess. Mm-hmm. But do you think Lou Williams should feel aggrieved? He tweeted, LOL. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to play defense. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get chosen by the coaches, I mean, between, like, Andre Drummond and Kevin Love, that was probably that was a toss-up in my eyes. Maybe it was for the coaches, too. Someone like Ben Simmons. Yeah. He's really hard to, you know, plug in there because he was a guard. Um, despite the fact that positions, maybe positions, we should get rid of those too for All Star. But right. I think Ben Simmons, despite not having a jump shot, he's been great on defense, excellent passer. You know, he's really elevated that team. I think he's another guy. If you're looking at the Eastern Conference, he might have been a stub there. I'm pretty. I think Ben Simmons has had. A, I, I love John Wall, but Ben Simmons, I think, has had a better season than John Wall so far. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I think we're starting to see the disparity between Ben's start and his his second half of his first half of the season, kind of show here. I mean, with Lou, I think I would love to see him in there. It would be a great story. I think he's in his 13th season or something like that. But a lot of his success is, success is coming against uh, reserves for the most part. He just recently got into the starting lineup, so there's that kind of trade-off there. One too. of the guys that we've been talking about a lot over the last week, because his name has been in trade rumor, uh, tra- trade rumors, is Kemba Walker, who mm, didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you think is, is that about? Is that just Charlotte's small market, not enough people showing him respect? I, I mean, His numbers are a little down from last year. Yeah, I mean, he's the type of guy where it's like, I would rather be focused on like Devin Booker or Lou Williams or Donovan Mitchell for that matter over Kemba Walker as as like one of the twenty four. But because it's the East, like Kemba is in that conversation, yeah. you know, it's sizes it's just, him. Yeah. I think is what yeah. it is. It's sizes. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. anti Connecticut bias. Yeah, he's just, he's just too small, so they don't appreciate how great he is. Uh, we really have a couple good. questions coming in via Twitter, via Facebook, wherever you can use hashtag Ringer NBA to reach out to us. Sacramento <laughs> wants to know: Are you surprised that both Beal and Wall got in? Yes and no. I mean, John Wall's had a down year, but, I mean, he's still been effective overall. I mean, you can't knock the pick at all. He's a great point guard. This Um, is really a bigger conversation topic (laughs) now than it was maybe a day or two ago because John Wall and J.J. Barea got into it last night, and J.J. Barea was like, the guys on his own team don't even like him. And since then, Twitter has been a lot of speculation Mm. about what's what's wrong with the Wizards, how can they get blown out by the Mavericks, and just sort of some of the... Inter-scene, like you know, the, the inter-team problems they may be having. So the John Wall Bradley Beal thing was kind of interesting because it's like if one had made it and not the other, and we knew Beal had made it in. Do you think they both deserve to be all stars? Uh, I guess so. I mean, maybe Ben would have been a better one than Wall. Maybe Andre Drummond, just someone from the Pistons. Another Husky. Yeah. It would definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, I, th- I think. It really would have been great if Wall didn't make it and Beal did, simply because what he was saying earlier in the season, when they didn't get any of the guys that changed team this offseason, Wall pretty much came out and was like, well, Brad is really all I have. Let's do this together. Mm, sure. And then Wall just didn't get in. Classic jerk, John Wall. Uh, hashtag Ringer NBA if you want to get involved. Let me ask you guys this. Kev, there is a chance that Jimmy Butler won't be playing in this All-Star mm-hmm. game because of this mystery MRI he had on his knee that Tom Thibodeau yeah, would neither yeah. confirm nor deny. Yeah. If Jimmy is out, is Paul George the first man it, in? It's got to be George. It has to be. 
I mean, if you're thinking about one of the better, if you want a defensive player, I mean, a guy who can light it up offensively, I think it's George. I mean, look at the other guys, Nikola Jokic, I don't think it's him. Um, Lou Williams, Devin Booker, I don't think it's them either. I, I, don't th- I don't think there's anybody else really on the list. Chris Paul, you know, I think he's, I mean, he's I, interesting. I see your point. The 17 versus 15 with Steph, I mean, he won the, you know, he was the top Western Conference vote getter. If Mel can get in last year, like, why can't Chris Paul get in? It, it, <laughs> the Big East problems when I talk to you is just insane. And that reserve won't get chosen maybe until February. Yeah, so right. by that point, you know, the Who game's play won't happen. matter. Yeah, right. Right? Well, um, one thing we were talking about before we went on is that if Chris doesn't get in, I think this is the first time it would just be LeBron from the Banana Boaters. Oh, interesting. Oh. So we could be seeing kind of a turning of the page generationally in the NBA in a lot of ways. Let's quickly hmm. go over this. Hashtag Ringer NBA if you want to reach out. I just want to break down. So, like, LeBron... And Steph, two top vote-getters from each conference, they are the captains. They will be picking guys who were voted as starters, but it doesn't matter what conference they're in. So they are picking from that eight-player player pool of people who were voted by fans, media, and players. Then the, you know, the, the reserves were announced today, and these guys will be picking in a convoluted back and forth, but we will explain <laughs> that in a second. We've been chewing on this for about a week, trying to figure out exactly what is happening, what should be happening, what they could have done to make this different. Have they taken something that was already pretty superficial and made it too complicated? Are you excited by this new process? Do you like the fact that we're not going to see conference-based teams? I think the best thing about it is it gives us content like this. Yes. But once they actually pick the teams, they just they look like they would normally. I mean, maybe if you're a big fan, you could tell the difference between the, co- the conferences and like the fact that some teams play each other a little bit more than others. But do fans these days really care and like notice who's in which conference? Just get rid of conferences. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's what I was going to ask. Is that is this a you know we have a question from uh, Karim Oxan on uh, Facebook. Or sorry, Oscan, who says, "Why do we still use conferences to select all stars at all when this game isn't actually divided by conference anymore?" Yeah. But it is. Silly. It is. We're still talking about the path to get past the Warriors in the Western Conference. Yeah. The reason the Cavs haven't been completely buried six feet deep is because the Eastern Conference has yet to prove that they can beat LeBron in the last decade, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Kevin, is this like the first salvo in perhaps straight seeding? For the playoffs? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think Adam Silver has talked about this, right? And he hasn't necessarily closed the door on it, yeah. right? So I think the possibility is certainly there to do it. We're not quite there yet, but maybe, you know, seeing the success with this, seeing the reaction to this, maybe that is one step towards having no conferences. Because personally, like, I would much rather see it yeah. you know, with no conferences. I think, I think it's feasible with travel nowadays. I think you can do it. I, I think so. Especially New Orleans is in the Western Conference and yes. they have a central time zone. Right. Doesn't yeah. make any it's sense. Silly. Yeah. All silly. right, guys, let's get into this draft. So we've asked Kevin and Justin to do a little bit of method drafting. We talked about this last week on the NBA Group Chat podcast. We're going to rerun it back now that we know who the actual reserves are. Kevin's going to be drafting from the persona of LeBron James. So when Kevin is drafting these people, we have asked him not to necessarily just pick who do you think is the best guy available but who would LeBron want to be playing with? And in the chess game of life, who would LeBron maybe like to snub or subtweet based on who he does and doesn't pick? So Kevin is picking as LeBron, and Justin is picking as Steph Curry. He is full of Brita water. He's just He's got all the Kaiser Permanente health care he can handle. Um, Kevin is going to draft first, am I correct? Yes. Right? LeBron is drafting first. So LeBron James O'Connor. No pressure. Uh, you have the first pick. Who are you taking? So as LeBron James, I'm thinking about I want to be an owner and a GM in the future, so I'm thinking about this is my, my, my rep. This is a fantasy draft for me as LeBron. Okay. And I'm snubbing Kyrie and going with Kevin Durant, taking okay. Steph's guy. So we're Ooh. breaking up the yeah. Warriors. We're yeah. letting Kyrie mm-hmm. know it's not all water yeah. under the bridge. Mm-hmm. So LeBron James picks Kevin Durant. 
See, that's fine. It's a typical LeBron move. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bring the best player with him. He doesn't want to take the harder path, mm. just like Kevin Durant, yeah. mind light, you. Light likes to win. Savage Sam had asked on Twitter, what are the chances that all the Warriors are on the same team? We just found out. like Zero. Very slim. Very slim. And I don't think it would happen in, in real life anyway. So Justin, Steph Curry, who are you picking first? This is a tough one. Uh, I think the choice is between Giannis and Anthony Davis. And since Steph is going to want to court Anthony Davis in the future, I'm just going to get a, like a head start on that one. Bring him in here. Show him how good my passes are. Show him how good the locker room environment is. Let's go with Anthony Davis. I think Draymond would have just like kicked over a mailbox now, right? <laughs> and does, does Draymond have to be mad to be, well, if, he takes, if he takes a pay cut. Okay, so <laughs> Anthony Davis is the first player selected by Steph Curry. We go back to LeBron James. Who do you want here? Well, I mean, if I'm LeBron James, I, I've once said that DeMarcus Cousins is the best big man in basketball, Ooh. so I'm going with Booty. So two Pelicans wow. off the board yeah. in the first three picks. Mind you, the Pelicans are 25 and 21 right now. Yes. Great job, Del But because yeah. Great you know, LeBron, job. LeBron yeah. did tweet last night, like, chilled Boogie, like, he was yeah. so impressed. Boogie just put up a wilt number last night against uh, mm-hmm. in a double overtime game against the, the Bulls. So you're taking Boogie, so you got Boogie and Durant and LeBron on the same yes. team. All right, Steph. Oh, this next? is easy. Give me, uh, give me Giannis. Okay, it's an easy one. Okay, put it on the board. So Brown. He's, feeling a little, he's also feeling a little jaded right now. He doesn't know what's going on. I just yeah, want to bring him under my know, wing. It's too bad. My no, wife no will cook for him. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, so let's go back to LeBron here. Uh, we got uh, LeBron already has Durant and Boogie. Who's his third pick? James Harden. James Harden. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. See, that's what. When I originally thought that each team had to have two guards and three front court guys specifically, I was going to go with Harden and make you have Kyrie and DeRozan. <laughs> but now it's a little tough. Um, okay, so I have two big men effectively. Yeah, but- Steph Curry has Anthony Davis and Giannis. Giannis can play the wing, though. He, he can play sure, the Giannis nominal three. Sure. Absolutely. Sure, yeah, especially in this environment. <laughs> uh, Cousins is out. I'm going to go and beat. Give me Embiid. I'm going to go big down low. Okay, so you've got Embiid and uh, Anthony Davis holding it up down low. You've got a non-shooting three in Giannis. <laughs> There's no one that can shoot. Okay. All right, LeBron. Yeah. Chess move. What's your next DeMar. one? DeMar. DeMar DeRozan. Sorry. So you've got me. the Los Angeles connection of That's DeRozan perfect. and Harden yeah. in the backcourt. And then Durant, Boogie, LeBron in the front court. So that leaves one last starter's pick for Steph. So I get Kyrie, which is perfect. That's exactly what I was hoping to happen because LeBron doesn't All want right. him on his team. So let's just recap really quickly. Steph Curry, a.k.a. Justin, has himself, <laughs> Anthony Davis, Giannis, Embiid, and Kyrie. Kyrie going last among the All-Stars or among the starters. And then LeBron has himself, Durant, Boogie, Harden, DeRozan. Okay. You can make the case that Kevin has four of the top five shooters. I'm going to say Team LeBron seems like a more complete, balanced squad to me. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, we have more heart, so that's fine. <laughs> you guys have more heart. You're going to have to like make sure that, yeah, that's okay. Our social teams. media presence is better because we have Embiid. <laughs> I we'll like, get mad I, like I think that this is going to be won and lost in the reserves picks. But let's first quick just go to the uh, to social media and see what people are saying. Um Boy7177 wants to know which all-star would handle being picked <laughs> no. last, the best or the worst? Hmm. That's a good question. I think that I think Lillard has shown that he is always available to be aggrieved by something. For sure. Yeah, so if Lillard how, were to go last in this reserves how, draft, how I don't think he's going to take Al Horford, boring player, Al very agreeable not, He's going to totally handle he, it yeah, best. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, Cat yeah. maybe, just because he's like constantly getting dogged on by Jimmy Butler already, and for him to go last... 
Might not be the best for his ego. Okay. All right, let's find out who's going to go last in this mock All-Star Selections draft. We start with Steph Curry. So right. Steph Curry will get the first pick oh. in the reserves draft. Okay. This is, so, Steph. This is secretly a, a tough spot to be in, just because Jimmy Butler, as you mentioned, hasn't been playing lately. We don't know if he's going to play. But you have to assume... Here, I'm going to throw a wrinkle here. Yeah. They are acting like this isn't going to come out. It's going to come out. Okay, someone's <laughs> yeah. agent is going to talk to somebody. Yeah. So even if Butler is out for this weekend, mm. do you use your pick on Butler just so you like let him know like we're cool? Okay. Mm. And so that Butler doesn't like make it his mission in life to destroy you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay, let's go for it. We're going to go with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the first pick by Steph Curry. Jimmy Butler putting up a, a classic Dwayne Wade season right now. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, LeBron, let's hear it. You didn't take your splash bro, so I'm taking him. <laughs> oh, fine. Clay Thompson. Have him. Clay, Clay. Thompson. What, what you, Justin considers a borderline all-star in the first place. So <laughs> Butler and Clay Thompson, the first reserves, go off the board. Um, Rich Wayne wants to know, is Draymond going to go last? Let's see, Rich. Let's well, see what Steph's new reserve, next reserve pick is. I see what KOC is doing here. He's monopolizing the it's shooting. It's not KOC, it's LeBron. I see what LeBron James <laughs> is doing. Similar facial hair. He's uninterrupted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in that regard, I'm going to go a little bit off the board. I'm going to go with Beal. Ooh. Interesting, because you had to make up for Giannis not being able to yeah, shoot. Yeah, basically, which is a typical Wizards move, having to uh, paper over my per- uh, previous mistakes here. Okay. So I need more shooting, so I'm going to so go with Steph has got Beal here to make up for the lack of shooting in the starting lineup. Even though you do have Kyrie, and Embiid definitely thinks he can shoot. <laughs> right. So you, you got there. <laughs> He's perfect. LeBron? I'm going with Draymond. Oh, okay. okay. Took all the Warriors. Okay. It's <laughs> a real weird mind. A, yeah, there is like a, an interesting, like, uninterrupted cabal going on here. With I, I think it would be an interesting wrinkle if LeBron did take the Warriors oh, on his team. Okay. Steph alone. This is a perfect pick for me because I just recognized, and I don't know why it took me this long, that Durant is on the other team. So obviously we need Russell Westbrook to counterbalance yeah. that. Because yeah. Russell Westbrook yeah. is going to take 50 shots no matter what, and he's going for the jugular. So far, I, the one question I want to ask for you guys, you know how every season, every All-Star game, there's a guy who takes it way too seriously and is gunning for the MVP? Is it just going to be Russ again, or do you think there's a new addition? Could it be like a new guy, like, a, like an Oladipo? You know, we'll find a, out. A, a it's ta- usually Russ. Sure. I don't know if Oladipo is going to get enough minutes. Yeah, because there's always fair. the guy who's like, you got that's you fair. got in here somehow, but you haven't yeah. paid your dues. You get like fair. five minutes. Yeah. Okay, so just to recap really quickly, Team Justin, which is Team Steph Curry, Brow, Steph, Giannis, Embiid, Kyrie playing in the, as the starters. He's got Jimmy Butler, who may or may not make it to All Star Weekend because of this gamey knee. Bradley Beal, <laughs> Russell, Russell Westbrook, gamey. Is that what we can say? That? Sure. Uh, LeBron has Durant, Boogie, Harden, DeRozan. As his starters, as his uh, teammates on the starting lineup, and then Clay and Draymond going straight Warriors. LeBron, little mind games. Yeah. So now yeah, we go to LeBron for his third reserve. We're going big again, Cat. Okay. Towns. Towns. Oh, get him out of here. He's a loser. T- Towns is on a roll. <laughs> he's not even an All Star. Get him off my team. Oh, come on. He, he's been all, he, ever since early December or so. He's just yeah. been ridiculous. It's been an up and down season. He's also been getting roasted yeah. every yeah. night <laughs> right. by Jimmy yeah. Butler. Screamed at on yeah. the court. Made fun of off the court. Mm-hmm. But you think Cat goes right in there? I mean, could he have better influences around him? He had KG as a rookie. Uh-huh. Now he's got Tibbs and Jimmy Butler. But he and still Taj spends Gibson all his time here. playing video games on he Twitch does, until four a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but I used to do that. You know? I mean, I mean, it's all have Kevin Garnett I, screaming yeah, at you. Yeah, I just, yeah, no yeah, expectations. Yeah, yeah. He's played a lot of Halo 3 with Bill and Jordan. What's up? All right, Steph. 
<laughs> All right. Um, so I'm thinking because there's a little bit of a break before the actual All Star game, Kristaps will have had a nap or two, so he won't be sleepy. And so I want him on my team. Provide some shooting. Provide okay. some rim protection. Also, the type of guy who, while he might get distracted mid game and start talking with people on the sidelines, or tired. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just just straight up exhausted. Yeah. But I, I think he'll stick it. Stick it out. Okay. So Kristaps is off the board. He goes on Team Steph. Uh, before we get to Kevin's next pick. Peter Bunsana just wants to know, wants you to let you know from YouTube, KOC is straight up dominating this draft. Wow. wow. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't fuck know. that guy. Okay, LeBron, what do you think? I want to take a, I'm not sure if I want to take a new guy under my wing mm. or, you know, a fellow veteran. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Victor Oladipo. I'll take a new guy under my wow. wing. Oladipo, Oladipo. off yeah. the board. And just let me, let, let me let's just say, Every pick that goes by up for LeBron where he doesn't pick love <laughs> is another hey. obvious fitting out situation. He, he, he might be last on my draft board. <laughs> okay, so Depot is gone. On the board, remaining on the board is Lillard, Lowry, LaMarcus Aldridge, John Wall, Al Horford. I love how we've left a lot of the most boring players on the board still, which shows you that nobody wants that on their all-star team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as much as I caped for Al Horford last week. Uh, I'm going to go with... Let's go with Lowry here. Okay. I like Lowry. Uh, provide a little bit of defense if that's actually happening in this All-Star game. Provide some shooting. Kyle Lowry really dropped in my, in my book by getting in a fight with Ben Simmons and then went all the way back up by wearing an Eagles hat <laughs> sure. on Monday to practice. So, right. uh, I'll go with him. Okay, Lowry. And now it's, uh, Team LeBron. Who do you got here? Um, even though I'm LeBron, just for the Sixers fans, taking Al Horford. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 so, uh, Al, Al Horford need, need a, a reliable defender off my bench. Yeah, uh, I love those dribble handoffs. Yeah. These are just going to be great. Yeah. Great, great um, passing. Really solid yeah. defense yeah, yeah, in the All-Star really game. Solid, just like yeah. make sure everybody yeah. knows where they're go, supposed go to be. Go beyond the box score with that. Okay, this yeah. is actually hilarious because aside from LaMarcus, <laughs> who is having a great season, is just quietly putting up like 23 and 10 every night and doing exactly what Pop needs him to do to keep this Spurs team ticking. Not getting a ton of respect here, but the guys who are left, Lillard, Love, and Wall, are some of the more perennially, whether it's a perception of being, their own self-perception of being disrespected, or they literally, in Love's case, are being disrespected. Sure. It's weird how the law of the jungle has left these guys here. So we've got one, two, three, four. Now let me just specify, in the actual picks, apparently the way they're going to do this is that they'll pick one more guy. Then Steph gets two picks in a row, and LeBron wraps it up. Oh. So this is LeBron's pick. Am I right? Yeah, this is LeBron's pick. So go ahead. Really? So Le- okay. wait, am I right? Did, did I get that right? It's it's Le- yeah, it's LeBron and then, and then two, two steps, steps and then LeBron. That's an so interesting LeBron. little wrinkle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I am surprised. I don't think in real life this is going to happen. John Wall falling this far seems unusual. Let me just. Can I just say one thing yeah. to preface you, LeBron yeah, James? Sure. If you don't take love now. You very well may have to pick him last. That's okay. I'm okay <laughs> with that if I'm LeBron. I might want him traded. All right, go ahead, Ooh, LeBron. So I'm taking okay. John Wall. John Wall for yeah. LeBron. Okay. Maybe, maybe maybe if I'm LeBron, this is my way of is, pushing is him John out the door a little bit. Is John Wall clutch now? Or no. Do, 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 I don't even know what his agent is. Pretty sure it's yeah, clutch. Yeah, he's clutch now. Yeah, yeah. it's clutch. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think LeBron would take him earlier. Okay, so Steph, you get two picks in a row now. So... Lillard, Love, and LaMarcus left. My problem is I'm a little light on big men, even though going with the starters pretty much primarily with big men. So I bet you they can kind of, I can weave those guys yeah, together you can, in. you can stagger minutes. Who's my coach anyway? Do we know who the coaches are? Uh, Western Conference coach, is it not Kerr? It's probably Kerr. And he's it's great Kerr. With, with making sure that everyone gets minutes. Let's go with him. Um, so I am, 
I can't pass up the the just leaving love for LeBron here. So I'm going to go with Lillard and LaMarcus. <laughs> My God, this is amazing. So Lillard and LaMarcus go to Team Steph, which leaves Team LeBron with Kevin Love going well, Mr. Irrelevant. Well, if you're, if you're taking Kevin Love, he's going to be sick for the All-Star game, so I get Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're counting on, if LeBron is going to start dosing Kevin Love's power shake in the morning. All right, let's just recap. So Team Steph Curry has obviously Steph Curry starting at point guard. Anthony Davis, Giannis Embiid, and Kyrie in the starting lineup. Team LeBron has obviously LeBron James starting with Durant, Boogie, Harden, and DeRozan. The reserves. Team Steph has Jimmy Butler, who may or may not make it to the All-Star Game, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, Kristaps, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, Damian, Damian Lillard, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Team LeBron has Clay, Draymond, Carl Anthony Towns, Victor Oladipo, Al Horford, John Wall, and Kevin Love. From a talent level alone, I think you got smoked. Really? Yeah, man. I think you got busted. What? Yeah, because like you have... Okay, Draymond D- can't shoot. Cat <laughs> shouldn't be an all-star. I don't even know who Victor Oladipo is, even though I just said he should be a starter. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that what? I, I think Le- heresy. I, I said. I think LeBron. Was, this is was, rigged. LeBron was thinking long term <laughs> with having big. Big guys who can defend the perimeter and shoot threes. Are you talking about yourself in the third person? LeBron put up an Instagram post congratulating yeah. himself today. Sure. So, um, do you guys think that this is how this will actually go? I, I think Wall will go earlier. I think Lillard will also go earlier in the actual draft. Interesting. So you big, think big LeBron and Steph have a higher level of respect? Yeah, I mean, they just seem like the type of guys that I think players probably think more highly of them than kind of we. Even though we're thinking through the lens of players right now, I would also I, say I that because earlier. of Steph. Steph seems to be a little bit more independent-minded this year. You know, he, like last sure. year when they won the finals, he didn't go to Vegas with the team. He's sort of mm. speaking his mind a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised if he like gave himself a little bit of like a rule where he's like, I'm not picking Warriors. Sure. I think, yeah. it, I think, I think it could happen. I do wonder. Now that I'm looking at this too also, I do think you, you're, you're pretty even. Your bench is really good. It, Thanks, buddy. It would be a fun wrinkle, you know, if yeah. Steph said, I'm not picking any Warriors. And then right? would LeBron you know? counter by being, well, I'm not going to pick. You know, I don't know. Yeah. LeBron would have to. I mean, I would say you're not going to pick any Cavs, but it's yeah. just like he'd be like, "All right, guys, I'm not going to pick Kevin Love. You twist my arm. <laughs> I won't do it." It's uh, it's really interesting if LeBron does end up picking Durant, who ends up picking Westbrook? Because obviously, yeah. Steph. They were laughing at him on the bench that one game in Oklahoma City, and then I wonder if LeBron wants to keep the chemistry. We- going. Westbrook's another guy that would probably go higher. Like we hit yeah. him as the third reserve that you selected. He might be like the first one taken on on either team. So to pull you guys out of character. For the last few minutes here, okay. we have a couple questions. Hashtag Ringer NBA if you want to jump in here and have any comments on the teams or just shoot us some questions. Joe Urbanic asks on Facebook, which All-Stars do you think will have their final All-Star appearance this year? Huh. That's a tough one. They're I, don't, young I think Al Horford. Yeah, Al Horford, yeah. I think so. As those younger bigs in the East get older, you know, more yeah. experience. And younger I, forwards as well. I think probably Al Horford. Um, he, I, I would say he's that's the last. A, that's one. like Miles Turner's spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like Sim- yeah. similar thing. Lamarcus. I mean, Kawhi is probably going to get LaMarcus, back in the mix, yeah. and yeah. that alone yeah. is going to push him down the board. Um, uh, Marcus Ivarson asks uh, on Facebook, watching from Sweden. What's up? Do you think hey. the new format will make anyone actually play defense? Would be fun after the S show we had last year. <laughs> one thing to note is, I believe, and I can get fact checked here, that these guys are playing for charity. So there is a different motivating factor here. There is like a little bit like maybe at the end of the day that like when they turn it on in those last nine minutes, you never know what could happen, right? And I think you've got some decent defenders here. You've got guys like Horford 
and Butler and Oladipo who are good two-way players. You know, yeah. and there's also guys like Oladipo who are like, I don't want to get punked in my for first sure. All-Star game. I, I think that's possible for sure. I mean, like when preparing for this, me and Justin were kind of like talking trash, like I'm playing to win, right? And, and if we're feeling that way, unless we're just basketball nerds, maybe the players are going to feel that way too. Because when you're picking teams, doesn't that feel more like just playing pickup, you know? Yeah. At, you know, at the gym, you know? I feel like that's really what drives uh, competition. So hopefully it does work. Uh, Justin, we were gonna we are gonna come back a little bit later tonight after Spurs Cavs, which I think when we looked at the schedule maybe three or four weeks ago, everybody was cruising along mm. and Kawhi Leonard was back and the Cavs were figuring it out. We were like, that could be a good game of two teams that are not the Warriors. It's an interesting game. Uh, the Spurs uncharacteristically uncharacteristically dealing with some controversy today of what may be like a kind of nothing burger story about Kawhi Leonard's possible lack of satisfaction with the medical treatment he's getting or how his injury has been handled by the Spurs. And there's been a lot of, like, Jalen was talking today on ESPN about he's not into the Spurs right now. And then, obviously, with the Cavs, this emotional team meeting that seemed to be focused entirely on Kevin Love, (laughs) Mm. but then also seemed to be made okay by Kevin Love being like, sorry, guys, I was sick. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your expectations for tonight? Do you have a prediction for tonight? What's the longest pop we'll talk during a... (laughs) Uh, between quarters interview. I think if the Cavs don't win this one, I think they're in trouble a little bit. Like like you were saying, I, the Spurs can beat anybody with anybody on the roster, even if they don't have Kawhi. Even LaMarcus just yeah. doesn't happen to play. Yeah, yeah. They'll be fine. But I do worry that if the Cavs don't start putting together some wins here, that's just going to snowball, especially with the way Love has pretty much had to go in front of the media and like pretend oh, like yeah. everything is fine. And, and the thing with the Cavs is if they come out and play with a lot of effort tonight, if they're intense... That's kind of a good sign that that meeting was effective. But if they come out sluggish like they have been, like on Saturday night in Oklahoma City, if they're not trying our defense, my prediction that, is scary. that they're going to get worked because <laughs> I think that not only do the Spurs just keep it about their business, but also like these Cavs guys, they can have all the team meetings they want. But we're seeing reports that this George Hill trade is on the one yard line. Like I think half these Cavs don't know if they're going to be For on sure. the team in the next two weeks. And that's a factor as well. Anytime like players on the locker room, it can affect others as well. If they think they might be traded, if they think there's a chance they're traded, that a friend could leave, yeah. you know, that, that can be uninspiring. Either way, it's going to be fascinating. Haley's going to be out here with us. We'll be on after the Spurs-Cavs game right here. Hashtag Ringer NBA. If you have questions, comments, it should be a really, really interesting game. We're excited to share oh, it with yeah. you guys. We'll be back in a little bit. Welcome to Strugglesville, population four. <laughs> Haley O'Shaughnessy, Justin Verrier, Kevin O'Connor. I'm Chris Ryan. We are here for the Ringer NBA after party. Let's talk generally about this trade deadline. I think that we had been hearing, by all accounts, it was going to be pretty quiet. It sounds like the Cavs are open for business, possibly even for a new coach. Um, you know, I'm not sure whether or not they, you could see the Cavs saying, like, look, without any assurances from LeBron, we're not going to make any aggressive moves. That would compromise our future, but the Cavs are, are liable to be a player. The Wizards are the other Eastern Conference team that's been having a very good no-bad week. So we've mm-hmm. had another team meeting in which Bradley Beal was like, it was pretty pointless. Mm-hmm. And John Wall was like, eh, I think if you have to, I think the, those team meetings are useful if you look if you look at them the right way. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some trades that we've been getting from our readers and listeners. One first one involving the Wizards. And this is one that I think is a fever dream, but still acceptable. I'm just going to go ahead and say if it doesn't involve a big, it's a waste of time. Well, Kenny L. Chapman <laughs> on Twitter it, Kenny. agrees with it. If you have any of these, hit us up at r- hashtag RingerNBA. The Wizards get Boogie and Ashik. The Pelicans get Otto and Oubre. No, if you're the Pelicans. No. no. 
No, no because... Because Boogie's mm. one of the best big men in basketball, yeah, and Boogie Otto Porter is, is not one of the best Boogie, forwards in Boogie basketball. tells you he's not re-signing. Well, I mean, then then that's a completely different story. Then then I think you're looking for what you can get, but then again, maybe the maybe you're going to get less, knowing that you have less yes. leverage. Yes. But I think yeah. Otto Porter would be a fair return if he's like, yeah, I'm gone. See you sure. later. We were hot for this idea going into the season, assuming that the Pelicans thing yeah. wasn't going to work. Uh, Boogie has just been really good, and he's worked really well with AD. I think the problem is going forward, the tax implications. The Pelicans yeah. are right up against the tax, mm-hmm. and every all the reports say that they're going to re-sign him, but they're going to be able to do nothing yeah. to fill up that roster. And I think it's they're going to come and hit the hard wall, that Hawksian, like, early aughts, like, oh, we're good, but not good enough. What do we do here? There's, like, volatility, because you got these guys being really emotional, obviously, and then there's, like, just the outrageous numbers that Boogie and Anthony Davis put up on a mm-hmm. nightly basis, but there's also a very hard ceiling. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is that with all these contracts, the Wizards are in the same spot. Yeah. So in almost every deal where they're going to really shake things up to matter in the Eastern Conference, they've got to get rid of um, Otto Porter. I was having a hard time reading the Wizards tea leaves today. Uh, First of all, you you said that John Wall was like, oh, this meeting's okay. First of all, he called out the front office. He was like, you know, upstairs, they've got to do something too. Second of all, I think he also, in his quote, he was kind of like, yeah, not everybody got to speak. It wasn't. But we John Wall got each to other. speak, right? Yeah, so John Wall got to speak, but like you know, Gortok and didn't get to speak. <laughs> the, I'm sure the Polish hammer didn't get to speak. Uh, yeah. So I, and also, um, Otto Porter is reportedly not the one who gets along with everyone. Huh. Oh. That was whatever. Yeah, that was what the tweets were well, saying hey, today. Be really happy in New Orleans then. <laughs> uh, okay, Peter Anchetta has a crazy three-way. Spurs get Kevin Love, Isaiah Thomas, and Seti Osman, the, and the Brooklyn pick, and the Cavs only. I'm sorry, it's a straight swap, and the Cavs would get Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. That would just never happen. I don't think that, Spurs hanging up the yeah, phone. Spurs, yeah, I don't think Pop yeah. Pop sees the Spurs area code get. and is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Cody so. Nolan, he calls this one get LeBron to LA. The no, Spurs again. Spurs coming up a lot. Spurs get Jordan Clarkson and Brandon Ingram. The Lakers get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and the Thunder get KCP and Julius Randle. So that's a good way to get the Thunder back to Seattle, Yeah, I think. Um, You're giving the Thunder two free agents, too? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Expert Frowner, you can hit us with more of these. Hashtag Ringer NBA. The Spurs get Chris Middleton, Rashad Vaughn, and two Milwaukee picks, and the Bucks get Kawhi Leonard. Um, That's, like, not reasonable, but... I, I just, I just think the Kawhi Leonard's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. When's the last time the Spurs made any trades at the deadline, let alone like a blockbuster? Oh, I mean, when have the Spurs ever made a blockbuster? Right. We were talking about this before, like during the game. When have the Spurs had a bad contract on their books? I said Lamarcus appeared to be one last year right. when it wasn't yeah. working out, but clearly it's ironed itself out as it always does. Mm-hmm. So like, I almost feel like because he only makes eighteen a year, there's like it's hard to even get. You can get actually a big haul for Kawhi. I can't believe we're talking this much about Kawhi Leonard training, but I just think you, you could get like a huge haul for him because his contract is actually relatively movable in this NBA. He's not being traded yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. We have some other questions and comments from uh, Twitter. Uh, we've got uh, Paolo, our buddy, talk Paolo. about Thunder Nets instead. But brother, we were watching Kyle Anderson <laughs> go full slow mo. Uh, did the Thunder win? Yeah. Great. Ultimately. Uh, best Worst John says, is Chauncey Billups a genius for not taking the Cavs job? Oof. Mm-hmm. It's a true. lot of the blame. Yeah, it's like, okay, your first head coaching job and then 
all of a sudden you're the worst coach ever. Also, he's the only one holding that booth together because Paul Pierce is terrible at that. You guys need another guy out there. <laughs> um, we have a couple more dark side boots. What exactly is the point from the Cavs' point of view in a George Hill trade? What's the best case result? We talked about this a little bit. But I think this is just at this point now, this is part of the problem where the Cavs are coming from. They have no leverage. Like why would the Cavs want George Hill? Yeah, because they're just trying to plug up the holes in the boat at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, but okay, but here's, here's what it comes down to. Are you, as a franchise, looking to win this year? Because maybe LeBron is gone. Do you want another championship? Or do you want to be like, look, worst case scenario, this is what we're going to be left with. So worst then case scenario. To, then think about the future and winning now is, would be great. But it's obviously not the most important thing to them. Well, this becomes a conversation then about what do the Cavs actually need to show LeBron James to keep him. Right. Then. It seems yeah, like but, Hill is, is a good half measure. Yeah. Right? If you only give up, let's say, their first round pick, not the Brooklyn pick. Yeah. Like, it's probably going to be somewhere in the low 20s anyway. Like, that's fine to get rid of. Like, just get someone there to appease LeBron so you don't lose him long term. But at the same time. You're showing I, I almost wonder, like you mentioned, like what do the Cavs have to show LeBron? Yeah. I wonder if it's almost more what do other teams need to show LeBron that's better than what Cleveland can offer. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. LeBron could just re-up for another year if there's nothing out there yeah. and wait for something better if he wants. So he can re-up for two more years if he wants to. So let me put you on the better. spot. Give me, this is not a like I'm hearing or this is going to happen, but give me three or four teams that are in the LeBron sweepstakes. I mean, right I, I still think the Lakers are an appealing team. I know everybody's talking about their dysfunction. But at the same time, I look at that roster with a mix of youth, the ability to add another veteran, whether it's Boogie or Paul George, yeah, alongside there's no LeBron. Player who's more aware of the own narrative surrounding his for sure. Like I mean, LeBron they're, they're, going to the Lakers, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, it's like the Cavs, yes, before they got LeBron the second time, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you have the Lakers. Who else? Who's Philly. Who else is the mix? I Philly, mean, Philly, for sure. Philly would make sense on paper for the same reason that the Lakers do: the mixture of youth and the ability to add veterans. And then obviously, Houston makes sense on paper. San Antonio makes sense. There's a handful of teams out there. The question is, can those teams position themselves to make themselves appealing? I think also for the LeBron. thing we should keep an eye out on is if the Warriors go 15 and 1, 16 and 0 through these playoffs, something like that. That changes it. We talked last year when Chris Paul went mm. to the Rockets. Daryl Morey was talking about raising the risk profile, yeah. and the Warriors forces to take a gamble. If the Warriors again do this to the league. Maybe LeBron does go someplace like San Antonio or Houston where it's not necessarily the narrative about like him saving a franchise or I'm coming home. It's, look, I'm teaming up with James Harden and Chris Paul because there needs to be, we have to concentrate our abilities to be able to beat this Warriors team. I was talking to Riley about this the other day. I'm not completely sure that LeBron James would do that. Would go to Houston. So he'd rather lose nobly? Well, no, I don't think lose nobly, but I think that he would pick someone who makes sense, but isn't necessarily... I don't think he'd pull a KD, basically. And you could argue that, yeah, that's what he did in Miami, but that's nowhere close to what the Warriors have done. So would he go to San Antonio? I'm not sure if he... Arguably, like, as small or smaller market than than Cleveland? Only one superstar there. Right, right. It's not three like there was with Golden State, right? Right. And and the difference with Miami... They just trashed his team today. Like, you could say what you want about a superstar, but that's a team that, like, if LeBron plays... But that's a team that's not going to win. Right. They're not going to win at all. I think the other Houston th- could win at all. Yeah. The other thing with San Antonio is LeBron, if he's shown anything over the past few years, is he wants control more than just, like, success. He obviously wants that. He wants to be the best player ever, all that. But he wants to have a say in personnel. He wants to have a say in, in the business ops. Right. He wants to, to the team itself to prove that they are worthy of him. Right. And I don't think he ever gets that in San Antonio just because the structure is the whole thing. And we've already heard Even Palenka Houston. kind of flirting with Rich Paul a little bit with right. LeBron's agent. 
if LeBron went to the Spurs this summer and said, you got to get rid of Pop and R.C. Buford if you want me, would they do it? No. no. I don't think so either. I don't think so, no. I don't think yeah. so either. Like LeBron's got like yeah. five more years. Yep. You know what I mean? I like, you're going to do that? Yeah. I, I, think mo- I think a lot of teams would yeah. <laughs> get rid of their GM and their coach, but oh, the Spurs yeah. are one team that would. Yeah, think about the league's most temporary coaches. Uh, the Lakers are definitely in there. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not sure about that. Yeah. Fizz- Fizzdale should wait for that. I think, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> I think that the yeah. Doc regime in the, at Clippers is, is vulnerable because you've got Jerry West there. You've got... A sort of feeling like they're transitioning. But now they have of, a, a reportedly they have a good relationship. I'm sure they do. Doc but what are these? What are the Clippers going to do? Are the Clippers rebuilding and, and tearing it all down? The Clippers don't know. I still think I'm sorry, Houston. Isaacly, the Clippers do. So not you think D'Antoni? I think Houston makes the most sense there, simply because if LeBron is anything, like he's a master at managing his own message these days. Ever since the, the decision, Bill has talked about it. He has a guy that's actually just out there doing that for him. Uh, I think he's laying the groundwork. Maybe not intentionally, but maybe on the side, to say, look, this team isn't there for me. I need to go and join a super team in order to have to compete with the Warriors. Of the well, speaking of what the Cavs have to do for this rest of the season to impress LeBron or do whatever, and we've been talking about Ty Lue and the heat on his seat. Uh, Rachel Nichols on Twitter says, after the loss of the Spurs, Cavs coach Ty Lue says he is going to be making a lineup change. Hmm. I would have to imagine that's Tristan in for Kevin Love. Sure. Or yeah, because everything else has been so flip floppy already. <laughs> or starting Derrick Rose instead of Isaiah Thomas. I mean, what are the two choices uh, here? I mean, maybe maybe the best role for Isaiah now is to come off the bench. Or is it Jr. Yeah, it's good. It's, I mean, the fact is, is that we're th- we're throwing darts right here because there's so many things that it could be. Which right, is part and of their Paul, minutes are right? already pretty interchangeable. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. If George Hill comes in, does that mean Isaiah is to the bench? Like regardless, I, mean, I, I think maybe that's the next phase of Isaiah's career. Goes back to being like a star six, six man, man if, if he if he can get back to the too close to the same athletic level. Maybe that's the best role for him in the future. Which is sad to say. I mean, he had one of the best. Most, highest volume scoring seasons ever last season. It was mm-hmm. remarkable to watch, and now he's just half of what he was. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, I mean, I think Ty Lue is it. This is this is the Alamo now. So he's got to he's got to start making some like pretty aggressive calls to show why he should stay in this job. I mean, I don't think that there's not an obvious person to come in and change what the Cavs are, and there's not an obvious person who would come in and steady the ship. But you wouldn't have said that about Ty Lue when he replaced yeah. David Black a couple years ago. And who knows? Maybe it's just. This is the kind of thing that you need to shake them up. I'm not advocating for it, but we already know that LeBron has a lot of affection for David Fisdale. Um, there were rumors about Fisdale going to the Lakers as part of a LeBron like sales mm-hmm. sales pitch. Who knows? Um, all right, guys, let's get out of this talk and we'll get into this analog DIY trade <laughs> machine that we have here. So just as a fun funny exercise, and this is Haley's favorite thing to do, is come My up with fake trades. So we got these two boxes, right? One is players, one is teams. It's very simple. You just pick a player, you pick a, a team, and you try to work out a trade to get the player to that team. We're going to go first with Justin. Oof. One green, one yellow. So just read out the read out the player you got there. Play along at home. I have Hashtag DeMarcus Cousins. Normal zone. Nice. Hashtag regular NBA. Where is Boogie going? All right. This one's folded multiple times. Well done. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right. How I'm, appropriate. I'm pulling these guys up on the trade machine here. This one's tough uh, simply because I don't know how the Pelicans maintain a win-now approach with whatever the Cavs are going to send there. The Brooklyn pick would have to be involved. I don't know what else to make the salaries match. Maybe Tristan, 
maybe they can I mean, you reroute George s- you Hill. You start with Love and the Brooklyn pick, right? Oh, Love, absolutely. Love, I think, actually makes a little bit more sense than Boogie, even. I think Love is a really? worse player, not worse, but just not as good as DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, but I just don't know if Anthony Davis, a Kentucky guy, would want to get rid of Boogie and trade him in for Love. But I think you have Love and the Brooklyn pick going forward. That's going to help, because like we were talking about before, the Pelicans long-term are going to have a uh, trouble kind of filling out their wings, which has really been their huge issue the past four years. They need a future. Yeah, for they sure. They need future options. I like. I mean, I don't think the Pelicans do it, but if Boogie's like, look, it's not going to work here. I'm not going to spend five years of my career banging my head against the wall here. Uh, and I'm not sure if Anthony Davis is going to stay after, what, 2021 he can opt out? Uh, I believe 2020 he can opt out, I believe, yeah. Toss the Cavs back in the box here, and we'll, we'll, we'll try another one here with Kevin. That is still such a long time. Yeah. Poor Anthony Davis. Yeah. Here we go. We'll Kevin. hear about it every day. DIY trade machine, <laughs> Picasso. Paul George. Paul George to... Hmm. <laughs> Cavaliers again. Okay. That's a boring one. All right, let's, start, let's try a different one. I still think he would be the guy to target, though. I still think they he makes the most chance, sense. Man. I, mean, I know. The, the yeah. Portland Trailblazers. That's, oh, that's interesting. interesting. So one. Portland was like an yeah. uncovered, like, out of all the crazy stories we have with the Cavs and this weird Kawhi stuff today, the fact that it was reported, I think it was Chris Haynes on, on ESPN reported, that Damian Lillard last week requested a meeting with Portland Trailblazers owner Paul Allen, one of the richest people in the world. And what was on Damian Lillard's mind? Uh, Will Barton. Yeah. <laughs> that like you get four five years minutes ago. with a rich man, you've got to ask about Will Barton. Who sure. says no? Uh, apparently, he's mad that Will Barton was traded. He wanted to reaffirm his commitment to the franchise, but also just check in on the direction. Just be like, what's going on? Um, let's get Paul George to the Blazers. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot there. You know, I mean, does. If, so let's. What are the scenarios where Oklahoma City would trade Paul George? Let's. He's gonna. Let's say he says I'm leaving this summer. Right. The scenario would be that teams would trade for him, knowing that he's only going to be a rental. Right. Because T. Portland would trade for him, knowing that we only have him for a couple months. So if you're Oklahoma City, what you're getting back isn't going to be much. Right. If you're Portland, you're probably getting him for a little bit of a bargain. Right. But for more than what everybody else is getting him for a bargain. So I don't think it would be Lillard. I don't think McCollum. I don't think Turner, because they're not taking salary back. Or maybe if you're uh, Oklahoma City, you do want a filler back. I, I, I don't really know what's there besides Nurkic. Sort of Nurkic? Nurkic? Zach Collins? I think it has to be CJ or nothing else. It, that's like, but not, that, if, and not that, if he's a rental. Not though. if he's a rental. But that works yeah. salary-wise. So let's just say in a perfect world you could get Paul George to agree to sign a five-year deal or a three-year with deal Portland. whatever it is He wants Portland. to live in Portland. That was what was kind of <laughs> low-key interesting about Dame doing this is because there had been not rumblings necessarily out of Portland, but among basketball writers that the Blazers look better with CJ kind of running the team. If I had to trade one of the two of them, I'd trade Damian Lillard. Yeah. Well, here's a question. So Melo was a guy that the Blazers duo was opening, openly pining for. Yeah. Would you trade anybody, like maybe maybe a Mo Harkless, maybe that type of guy, in order to take a chance on Melo now, considering that we know that he's really bad? Um, well, I would say <laughs> this. Melo, I would say if I was pressed Committed to a bit. Unless Paul George was like, you should get what you can for me right yeah. now, I would not do anything because so much of my, I mean, his reputation is his reputation. It's pretty... Pretty solid despite losing two MVP caliber players over the years. But he was able to pull this team out of nowhere. Like sure. It's just like absolutely out of yeah. nothing he got this team together. I don't know that he would want to trade Mello like, for, for the spare parts in Portland. I'd like to point out that Victor Oladipo is an all-star and Paul George is not. 
That is a really good point. I would say that it's much harder to be an all-star in the West than it is the East. Yeah. All right. I know, but it's a good point. All right, fine. That's all I want to say. Can I ask Panther you? also thriving. Yes, that's yeah, true. That is. is true. I have a question for you, though. The Portland Trailblazers, three years ago, had all these like interesting guys. Mm-hmm. Guys like Vonley. Yeah. Guys like, I don't know. Allen. Yeah. Where you're like, ooh, what's this? Like, you could put all these guys together and make a... Did they miss their window to make a trade for a star? And now these guys are depreciating assets, and you're just like, what am I going to do with Myers Leonard? I, I think they missed their chance deals. when they signed Evan Turner, when they signed these guys to big yeah. money deals, when yeah. they just loaded up their cap space, took away all their flexibility moving forward. And that's why, you know, if you're Dame Lillard, you're looking at the roster, you're pulling up the salary sheet, and you're like, well, what can we do? Yeah. You know, what can we actually do as a team, you're saying? And not a lot. That's right. why, like, with this Paul George trade, it's like there's nothing there. Right. If you're Oklahoma City, even if George is like, I'm leaving, see ya. There's nothing here. You'd rather just keep him for the rest of the season and say, you know what, one year, we'll go for it. Because there's nothing there for Portland to offer, which is true for a lot of teams. There's not much there. Let's do one more trade with you. It's your big moment. All right. I've got the Clippers, my favorite team. That's a good one. All right. And... Lou Williams. He's already on the club. You know what? I can make this trade. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here you pick. Uh, I pick that one. (laughs) DeAndre Jordan. All right. I can make this trade. I can do this. I'll just take this one. Okay. Okay. That's great. Doc Rivers. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's Kemba Walker. Okay. Yeah. So for Kemba, Kemba's on a cheap contract. Yeah. Relatively. 12 12 12 million. Yeah. Okay. So, if you really want to shake it up, or not so much shake it up, but kind of do something that's safe for both teams, I think you get rid of Lou Williams or Milos. Uh, I'm not really sure why it's worth it for the Hornets, though. I'm right. not sure why anything would be worth it. They don't really need DeAndre. They, ask, they especially don't need his contract. They have Dwight. Dwight's been working out well for them. I don't think I'd do this trade. I bet if you were the Clippers and you say that we're already invested in Blake... Uh, we already have a lot, a few other contracts on the books there. The Hornets want to dump a lot of dead salary. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. can get Kemba and Batum, for instance, I think that makes the Clippers pretty interesting. I don't know what you'd have to send out, but it would have to be maybe a pick or two. Do they have? How about, what, what, what's their future pick sort of situation? I think they have them going forward I now. Awesome. I mean, how about Austin Rivers straight up? Wow. Ooh. That would be he, what he, an end he, of the he's, Doc he's Rivers the era. the most now. valuable player on the roster so Doc if the Clippers want to be any better than they have been, let's say, the last like two, three years, wouldn't you want someone better than Kemba? Well, I guess the argument is you've already invested in Blake, mm-hmm. and that contract is going to be kind of an eyesore going forward. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to depreciate as he, his body probably is sure. not, not going to get healthier unless he decides to become a pure playmaking like point Blake kind of guy mm-hmm. who's not attacking the rim yeah. anymore, right? Yeah, uh, that, that's the fear with DeAndre. I mean, sure. I, I don't know, you know, he could get 30, 30 million plus for the next five years, but the market might not be there for him to get that either. So right. maybe you end up getting him for less than a lot of people are expecting right now. So well, that'll, that'll be interesting to, to your, monitor. To your point, Haley, what are the Clippers then? You know what I mean? I think that the Clippers should be looking to open up as much space as possible because it's just, you just can't beat Los Angeles in terms of, as, a, as, a, as in a, a destination for other players. Sure. Isaac and I talk about this a lot because Isaac is a Clippers fan, and I say out of tough love, I don't want them to have anything to do with this team. Who, you don't this want who to have team. any? The Clippers. I don't think it's worked out. 
Mm. I really like their roster right now. But none of them are healthy at the same time. And it doesn't look like Blake will consistently stay healthy ever in his career. So they've already invested in a contract that I consider a mistake. Uh, And I think that they should try to dump everything else that they can. (laughs) Mainly like, okay, so a lot of these guys like Lou, Milos, they're young, they're talented. Well, not young, but they're talented and they're cheap. But someone like DeAndre Jordan you should get rid of for the future. Right. I mean, the one good thing the Clippers have going for them is they're doing all the little things that they never did under Doc when he was running the front office. Guys like Tyrone Wallace, some of these other guys you've never heard of. Dewan Evans. Like, they're playing meaningful roles for Mm -hmm. a team that might make the playoffs. Montrezl Harrell, another. Mm Montrezl, yeah, Montrezl Harrell. Global guy. Believe it or not, they have a front office now, and all of a sudden they have other guys besides a big three. Can I throw a trade out to you guys just off the top of my dome right here? Do it. Sure. Dragic, Ellington, and Winslow for Blake. I found Miami now. Yeah, Miami, Miami wouldn't do well, that. I don't, a big I don't, name player. You I don't, don't think Pat thing. Riley's like challenge accepted? I don't want to be paying Blake $38 million in the 21 22 season. Yeah, Miami How already more has times paid can out Miami so much miss money. on free agency, though, before they become Dallas of the Eastern Conference? Miami doesn't have money for next free agency. No, they but spent it all this summer. Right, but like because Miami. nobody came, so they were like, I guess we're going to pay Dion. Right, exactly. That's fine. Blake's. Abs would be ripped there. That's the one thing we know that Miami does every single year. What's the Miami improv comedy scene like? That's, <laughs> that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, any <laughs> kind of like I tell you, but then you know my stage yeah. name. Give me whether it's a premonition or actual like I think that this is going to happen. A player who will be traded in the next you know couple weeks. I think George Hill to Cavs is a is a done deal on the one yard yeah. line. DeAndre Jordan just seems it makes a lot of sense. Maybe to the Cavs, maybe to somebody else. I'm counting on you, Kate. George Hill is way too much smoke for that not to happen. Give me one other one, man. Come on, blow my mind. I, I think it's going to be a quiet deadline, Chris. Just, keep I, it, I, like, I, just, I, just, just uh, reach out there. Pull one out of the ether. Markel Fultz to the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> and then he magically starts being able to shoot jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about... I think Justice Winslow is an intriguing trading chip if Miami hmm. were to get in there. I mean, you mentioned him, yeah. right? He's an intriguing player where he's a versatile forward who just hasn't, able to been, hasn't been able to put it together offensively. He's someone where if I'm a team in need of you know, trying to get a lower-cost player who could end up being really good, Winslow's a guy I'd target. I don't know if Miami would. You do heard it here first. Kevin O'Connor <laughs> says Justice Winslow is on the trade block. <laughs> all, all I know is Michael Jordan should have accepted those four first-round draft picks for the pick yeah, that he look, used on Kaminsky. Looking a little bit bad yeah, now. All yeah. right, for Haley, yeah. for Justin, for Kevin, I'm Chris Ryan. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. It's been fun. We'll see you next time. This is NBA After Party. Thanks for listening to the Ringer NBA Show. Make sure you subscribe. It's a dope podcast feed. Shows almost every day. We got group chat coming up on Thursday. It'll be a good one.